Welcome to the DC Today, your daily market synopsis of the Dividend Cafe, brought to you every Monday through Thursday to bring you up-to-date information and perspective on financial markets. Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday edition of DC Today, recording once again from beautiful Manhattan here in New York. And I guess kind of a boring day in the market on a closing basis, but there's some not boring things happening in the news cycle I want to talk through. Um, first of all, we'll just kind of cover the market, then cover a news story I think is pertinent to investors, and then go through a couple economic data points. Um, okay, first of all, the Dow ended up down about 50 on the day. It had been down about 250. At one point, I think it was up 40. You had nearly a 300-point uh, spread from the high level of the day to the low level, but the market closed well off of its low. The S&P was actually up a tiny bit on the day, and the NASDAQ was also up a tiny bit on the day, a little bit more than the S&P. Um, the Treasury market didn't move much. The 10-year was up uh, about one basis point in a yield. Uh, still just right below the 4% mark there on the 10-year yield. Um, the worst performing sector today was energy. It was down about 1%, but the top performing sector today was real estate, which was up 1.3%. It had been the biggest drag yesterday, so there was a, a bit of a, a retracement to recovery today in, in real estate. Uh, oil was down a little over 1%, still hanging out there right around 76 77 dollars a barrel. Um, so again, not a lot of newsworthy things into the actual market. You had the Powell testimony in the Senate yesterday, spoke to the House today, and as expected, there was nothing to really add on to. I, you would think anything particularly profound he would have said in the Senate testimony yesterday, and indeed he did. Today was mostly a, a kind of repeat. Um, Silvergate is a very large bank. It is regulated by FDIC, but it is known as a um, crypto-related bank because it would lend uh, to depositors off of crypto-based assets. So it was not a crypto exchange in the way a lot of these other high-profile names you've heard about, your Geminis and your FTXs and your Celsiuses and these other names that have been in the news a lot. Uh, I, the bulk of which are in bankruptcy or investigation or different things like that. But today, uh, Silvergate announced that they're shutting down and liquidating. They were also similarly caught up in the whole kind of uh, run on the crypto space that evolved out of Q4 of last year. The reason I bring it up is that crypto, or uh, excuse me, Bitcoin was right near $25,000 a coin uh, just two weeks ago now, 16 days to be precise. And it closed today a little below 21,000. And so, again, the systemic space, the systemic um, environment um, surrounding adjacent area of the exchanges, the banks, those that are involved in the kind of ecosystem of this world have a profound impact on the overall price level and sentiment. And that's been evidenced again. And the reason I bring it up to, first of all, any clients listening that are not uh, through anything we do at Bonson Group connected to these names or, or, or the notion of being invested into cryptocurrency. But I bring it up uh, as, again, a reflection of the state of risk assets when one goes into some of the more speculative domains that we happen to not believe in, that you become very captive to circumstances totally 
um, outside of your control, totally uh, independent of what you would think was the investment thesis you invested in. And we're seeing that play out right now in, in crypto yet again. Um, so on the economic data front, ADP reported 242,000 jobs created in February in the private sector. The, the ADP report has not been very correlated with the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which is sort of the more official governmental jobs report that we get every month. And so unsurprisingly, um, there isn't much of a market response to this. But anecdotally, it does appear that there was another strong jobs month. And I have no reason to think that there wouldn't be such again in the BLS on Friday. We shall see. Uh, the jolts data, the job openings came in for February as well. 10.8 million. That was about 300,000 higher than expected, but a little lower than the 11.2 million we saw last month. But either way, you still see a stubbornly high uh, data point out of job openings. I had dinner last night here in the city with a, a macro analyst um, that I'm quite close with and very fond of. And he was speaking to a theory he's working on that a lot of the job openings data might have to do with people who have post-COVID been capitalizing on what he calls side hustles, uh, various aspects of cash flow generative activity that might not be showing up in that data. So it's interesting to me, prima facie, but um, we're, he, he's working on some more empirical support before I, I think any more actionably about it. Finally, the trade deficit came in at $68.3 billion in February. Uh, that was, I guess, just a little bit lower than was expected. But the main thing, because I don't really care a whole lot about the delta between imports and exports each month, I care about the total trade the combination of imports and exports that speaks to overall economic activity. And it was up 7.6% in January of this year versus January of last year. It's about $18.1 billion, which as a percentage of denominator, is 7.6% increase year over year. Uh, that does speak to a very ongoing, healthy, substantial improvement in supply chain conditions versus where they were a year ago. So that was my takeaway from the trade deficit data. Um, I'm going to leave it there. There's a few nuggets in there on economic data. I like to keep it short and sweet. Uh, not anything more interesting to report on the market itself. Thursday is a new day. I'll be on Varney tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on Fox Business. And we'll have a full report for you uh, tomorrow night at the end of the day. As always, thanks for listening to, watching, and reading the DC Today. The Bonson Group is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk. There is no guarantee that the investment process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. The Bonsa Group and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information. 
or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the Bonson Group and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for any related questions.